0: Welcome to Seeds, a show where we talk about purpose with inspiring people making a positive impact with their lives. We are particularly interested in social enterprises and entrepreneurs. We will listen to them reflect on their journeys and take time to dig deeper in order to better understand what really motivates their choices. Hey everyone, well welcome along to this show. I'm glad you could join me as we get to hear from Carrie Bonner about Carabiner, an organization that helps connect young disabled people with mentors. Here's an excerpt from my conversation with Carrie.
1: This person may not have had any experience of connecting with someone with a disability, Mm so it's me who needs to take that first step. Mm -hmm. No pun intended. Sure. Um, But, yeah, people are... More than what they present, sure. you know? And yeah. I present as someone who uses a wheelchair, but that's actually just a small part of my life. Yes. And yes, it's a big part of my life because it affects every part. Yes. Um, but it is, it's just. It's my pal, I have the interest mm. and I, um, I really work and I have family influenced Yes
0: Yeah. Now just before we dive into this interview, I wanted to mention that many of you are faithful listeners to this podcast and I know from the download statistics that some of you are listening almost the moment that I post it. Doing a weekly show like this is a lot of work. As you can imagine, you have to find the people to interview, actually interview them, edit the interviews, and then pull it all together to release. So I've decided to keep this a sustainable, long-term venture. It's better to switch to doing it every two weeks. So I'll still be releasing on a Tuesday, but I just wanted to let you faithful listeners know that that's the plan for the immediate future. One of the reasons I'm making this change is that there's literally dozens and dozens of other interviews, more than 80 interviews now available in the back catalog, so you'll be able to go back and find earlier episodes in case you want to listen to one every week. Now let's get into this conversation with Kerry. All right, so it's a pleasure to welcome Kerry Bonner here, who is the Christchurch coordinator for Carabiner. Thank you for joining me today.
1: Thank you. It's good to be here.
0: Um, I'm really excited to have you on this show because I really try to talk with a whole bunch of different people and hear about their stories. Yeah. So in the first part of the podcast, I try to find out a bit about where people are from, sure. and then I try to find out about what they're doing now. And I'm sure. really, I'm really fascinated by carabiner and the connecting you're doing. Between yeah. people with disabilities yeah. and people who could be mentors for them. Yeah. So, yeah. I, but before we talk about that, I'd love yeah. to hear more about your story. So, could you tell us a little bit about where you're from?
1: Yeah. So I grew up in Christchurch. Mm-hmm. Um, I grew up on the east side. So quite near the beach and the There, for my whole childhood, we moved around, but the same area, yeah.
0: So this is really home for you.
1: Yeah, this is home. This is where all my connections are. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, as we look out the window, we're in Christchurch Biz Dojo. And it's a beautiful day out there. I yeah. kind of think we should have had the interview outside oh, today. Oh,
1: absolutely. <laughs> it's supposed to be really hot today, so yeah. maybe we should be out there yeah. under a tree or something. Yeah, uh, maybe we'll do
0: a part two sometime and we'll do that. <laughs> yeah, you said <sound> good. <laughs> so um, just describe a little bit um, about your childhood and um, yeah, what it was like growing up for you.
1: So I have an old brother who's three years older than me and we so quite close mm-hmm. in age mm-hmm. and we got on really well from yeah, right like from when we were little um and my I have an older sister. Uh, Sorry, a younger sister, Mm -hmm. and she came along a lot later, so I was nine when she was born, so Mm -hmm. quite a huge gap there. And um, so our relationship was different to that of mine and my brothers. Mm -hmm. but now she's a young person, that gap has lessened as it does when you start to become an adult.
0: Yeah, yeah the differences in years don't matter as much when you're that's, in
1: your 20s, does that's it? That's right, <laughs> no, but when you're six, dated, you've got a seven your sister, that's huge
0: that is different yep. yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah so what was it like growing up in your family did you enjoy um things you mentioned you were near the beach was yeah. was that a, a part of life the outdoors or yeah,
1: yeah. so i um I, I was like the outdoors um obviously so got a cool Disability and use a wheelchair now, but I was a lot more mobile Mm -hmm. when I was a child. Mm -hmm. So I could remember getting on the beach and um, going to parks. Um, We used to do, I can remember doing some. um, some big hill walks mm-hmm. and um, not up and being piggybacked up and right. so yeah the outdoors has been quite a big part of my life I guess mm-hmm. and that's where I just feel good
0: is that right yeah. yeah well we're fortunate aren't we like we said before we're in a beautiful part of the world absolutely so if you're out in the Stunning. port hills or on the beach um, yeah and
1: even just being in Hickley Park yeah. you know that's beautiful
0: yeah I really hear what you're saying because I also feel like I connect when I'm out in nature.
1: Yeah. Sometimes yeah. in our modern
0: lives yeah. we get so focused on computers and technology. Yeah. yeah. But actually yeah. deep down we kind of as people yeah. I think nature can fill us up with that's, the beauty that's that we see.
1: It's like, like it's it's uh, um it's interesting because I'm um, a people person mm. and anyway, I love connecting with others but there's something about getting out on my own yeah and just being in nature which is really energizing
0: yeah i agree completely and as we're recording this we just come back from holidays yes. it's January. Yeah, January <laughs> so I think we're both assimilating back into <laughs> yeah. the real yes, life. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Now can I ask you Kerry, you yeah. mentioned a physical disability, yeah. do you mind explaining to us about that? Because yeah. people listening... Um, yeah. yeah
1: absolutely, so I was born with cerebral palsy mm-hmm. um, and for people who don't know, that, basically um, damage to the area of the brain that controls muscle and movement. Mm-hmm. Um, so I use a wheelchair and my speech is also obviously it and mm-hmm. I have difficulty with coordination
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, yeah. yeah so
0: so what what supports were there for you growing up um, thinking back to childhood and things
1: so i think um when i went when it, When I started going to school, Mm -hmm. I went to a school which had a unit for people with disabilities Mm -hmm. and I was in the mainstream classes Mm -hmm. but I was taken out for physiotherapy, speech therapy um and then when I went to intermediate um all that kind of stopped mm-hmm. and um although although the physiotherapy was probably good at the time, mm. I can remember Enjoying going to a completely mainstream school and not being cast as one of the unit kids. Then uh, I I was also involved in um, CCS Disability Action. Mm-hmm. And they were in lots of kids' camps, and I can remember gobbling on these camps, scene for a week we just do fun wow. stuff, we go sailing, we do rock climbing and sailing. And that was a great time because um, it was, um, I felt like everyone was accepted. Like no one looked at it like they were weird because he needed help Um, and everyone just go there and hit a good time
0: yeah and again getting out into nature it sounds <laughs> yes, like absolutely. <laughs> there's kind of a theme coming through yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah yeah so just um talk us through i guess growing up and and then in teenage years and 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 on um yeah what what's what's it been like for you because people who are listening don't yeah. have your perspective yeah, and I,
1: yeah. part
0: of this show I want to yeah. open, open doors yeah. and I want people to um, I guess see, the, see through your eyes how do you see the world in order to then um, help people to maybe empathize more with, with people who have a disability yeah
1: absolutely so I went to uh, a mainstream high school, and I was the only student with a disability. Mm-hmm. And in some ways, during those during those teenage years, that was really difficult because yeah. I was the old one out. but in other ways it really forced me to, um, to not rely on being surrounded by people with disabilities because mm-hmm. I think if there was I would have just hung out with them because mm-hmm. that's the easy thing to do, but I was forced to build relationships mm-hmm. with, with students who we didn't have that in common with. so, really look beyond mm. the physical disability mm-hmm. and start um, d- connecting mm-hmm. w- with others have had other sweet interests mm-hmm. does it make sense? It
0: does make sense, yeah and yeah. it sounds like that prepared you for what you're doing now as well because I have huge admiration for what you're doing as a bridge between people who have disabilities and people who don't, and helping them to understand you know, that they're not yes, actually that different, yes, which I think is a absolutely, misconception.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. And but it sounds
0: like your high school days prepared you for that since yeah, you were in yeah. the mainstream high school.
1: Yeah, and I think yeah, it, really, it really pushed me to... Mm-hmm. Um, developing yeah.
0: Mm.
1: As I'd say I think if I didn't have that yeah. I wouldn't be doing what I am today and I don't think I would I wouldn't hit the same belief mm-hmm. and disability and Inclusion in general, mm-hmm. um, because we talk about inclusion, but it's inclusion not just for those with disabilities, mm-hmm. inclusion of all people. Yes. And just accepting people as they are relevant mm. of their difference.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, I hear you. I think it's a great message. And we're meeting in Biz Dojo where I think you're based most of the time, right? Yeah, yeah. So that's an example to me of how you've, I guess, transcended the idea of you have to go to a special place or something. That's, you're actually here that's, in, that's, in with other business leaders and doing different things.
1: It's like, right. And even here, like it's, it's fantastic. Care and people are really in but that takes a lot of effort on my part sure. because I think people are afraid of what they don't know. Yeah. And if you haven't um if you haven't connected with someone with the disability mm. before um that can be difficult for someone mm. and I guess it takes if and an energy for me to kind of bridge that gap.
0: Yeah, because in some ways you're you it shouldn't be this way but you're kind of expected to make the effort this, to, to reach out it's
1: a lot yeah. it's a lot so
0: can you unpack for us like when you meet someone for the first time or you see someone um what are you thinking through in terms of how they're reacting to you
1: so I've changed a lot. I've changed my thinking mm-hmm. a lot over this. Right. Um and it I just see them now at the point of kind of going, Oh, okay, this person may not have had any experience of connecting with someone with a disability. Mm-hmm. So it's me who needs to take that first step. Mm-hmm. No pun intended. Sure. Um, but I think I, I use humour a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so it really depends it depends who I'm connecting with. Right. Um, often I try and find, uh, like most people find a common area of interest. Right. And, um, build on from it there. Um, Um, yeah. And I don't, I don't tend to go into my disability because mm. I don't think it's relevant. Yeah. Um, b- but of course sometimes people are interested mm. in asking is okay too. Yes. Yeah. Um, I think sometimes people get afraid like it's that the right thing to do right do i need to help this person yeah will Um, i offend them or something yeah yeah yeah.
0: (laughs) so is there anything any other insights you can give for people who um yeah who don't have the experience of dealing with someone with a disability is there any advice that you'd give to them I
1: think the biggest piece of advice would be to treat people as people. Yeah. <laughs> but, um That's good advice. <laughs> yeah,
0: like
1: um yeah, people are more than what they present, sure. you know? Yeah. And I present as someone who uses Wheelchair, but that's actually just a small part of my life, yes. and yes, it's a big part of my life because it affects every part. Yes. Um. But as this is more part, I have other interests, mm. and I um I work, and I have. And they influenced. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, so seeing, seeing beyond what you immediately see. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Having eyes to see yeah. the bigger, per- the bigger uh, picture yeah. of the person.
1: And that's that, that's hard for people. I mm, think. Mm. Um, but it's you' yeah, something that I really appreciate mm. when people do that. Mm. I I know what's happening yeah. and it's not something I I just take lightly. I'll, yeah. I'll remember that and I'll think, oh, that person actually treated me like I was a person. Yeah.
0: Well, the interesting thing, um, I'm not sure where we're going to go with this, but when we first met, it was through a mutual friend, Tim Jones, yes, who's been on yes. the podcast twice now, actually. Yes. And he said, oh, you need to meet with Kerry. Yeah. And I emailed with you. Yeah. And, of course, with email, I didn't know anything about yeah. your yeah, disability. Yeah. And you came to something I was organizing. Uh, it's an Im- impact like, lunch that, that we like held at, at Kilmarnock. Kilmarnock. At Kilmarnock. Kilmarnock. And and you came and I had no idea because our emails, you know, there was no that's, visual clues, that's like, and so there you were. And 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 the way I approached it, I don't know if you remember, but I tried to treat you just the like, way our that's emails did. Like I
1: remember <laughs> it. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. And that's, a I mean, that's something I really appreciate. Yeah. Um. And, in some ways, it said that um I really appreciate that, mm. but I do because um I know that um. For lots of people, mm-hmm. that can be a challenge. Yeah. Well, I guess yeah. it's an
0: extra, extra layer that you have to deal with that that I don't. And I think that's why I think this podcast is hopefully going to help many people who've never had this sort of conversation, yes, because yes. I, I really think it can be a bridge between, um, you know, that that they can also. Go and talk with people and not feel like, oh, should I or shouldn't I? I just want to ask a question or two. Just around the word disability, what's your feelings about that word?
1: Um, on on post, you brought the up, because that's something I wanted to mention when we were talking earlier. Um... So I subscribe to the social model of disability mm-hmm. and what the social model says is that people aren't disabled by their, by their disabilities but people become disabled when environments are created that are inse mm-hmm. and the my life, that that that's bit really, um, where the struggle has been
0: right
1: like it's not the bit that. Um, I use a wheelchair that's difficult. It's the fact that there are steps into that building mm. and I can't get in. Yes. Now if there was a lamp into that building, I wouldn't be disabled. Mm. So I use the term I'm a disabled person mm-hmm. disabled by my by the society mm-hmm. I look at um environmentally mm-hmm. educationally, mm-hmm. um in those barriers and um, there yes, I still need a level of support. Mm-hmm. But I can um, um, live a lot lot more fulfilling life because I'm able to access what I need to. Mm -hmm. I'm able to connect and build relationships. Mm -hmm. I'm able to... um, Go out and find employment. Mm-hmm. Um, and you yeah, just. Yeah, I. I don't think about disability in any other way, that social model. The social model is really at the core of what's most challenging in my life. Mm.
0: Um, Well, that's such a helpful perspective, and I really appreciate your sharing it. Because what I see, um, having gotten to know you a little bit, and this interview has helped as well, is a very deep and rich person who's got a number of interests, you know, we talked about nature, and we, yeah. before we recorded, you'd been up visiting friends and family in Wellington and Nelson, and, you know, like, yeah. you have an active life. Yeah. And I just have such admiration for the fact that you haven't let what, the physical struggles that you have, that hasn't, doesn't seem to have created a bitterness in you. It seems like, you're you're able to transcend it in some way and you've accepted it and yeah. and now you're a deeper person who has multiple interests and is involved in a huge number of things.
1: That, that's right. And you know, I, um, I think, you know, it will take lots of time to get used to the fact that, I was born with civil palsy and mm. seeing the world from this perspective yes. and um and seeing seeing how things can be different like in those moments when someone when I have a great conversation with someone. That mm-hmm. that the moment that um yeah, that really give give me hope mm. that hey, we can be uh, we can be in an the society Mm. and we're very much on that journey we've come a long way um, and there's a lot further to go and I think um, Calabina coming back bridges the act because the purpose of the Relationship isn't to help someone with a disability. Mm -hmm. The purpose of the relationship is to talk to someone who's interested in what you do Mm -hmm. and to pass on your experiences.
0: Mm it's so valuable i Mm. agree yeah and as we've been chatting like obviously you're here in a wheelchair but we're looking at each other in the eye yes and and can i just say looking in your eyes they're full of light and i i I, I just it's just really striking me (laughs) (laughs) that if i look past the wheelchair and things your eyes were looking at each other and i can see a light and I can see that, um, yeah, a, a depth there, which is really, yeah, it's been really special to
1: Thank to you,
0: Stephen. Oh, it's no problem. Yeah. Can I just turn us a little bit, can you explain to us Carabiner and yeah. how people can get involved? What is it you're trying to do with that? Because I uh, think people listening will be interested.
1: Yeah, so Carabiner Mentoring is a program for young people with disabilities aged 18 to 25-ish mm-hmm. and what can these young people with individuals in their chosen field. Mm-hmm. So for young people to be on the programme they need to have a very specific um, career-based, artistic or sporting goal. Yes. So they need to define what it is to me mm-hmm. that they want to do. Yes. They need to be motivated to achieve their goal and willing to willing to put in lots of effort. Right. Um, so these aren't young people who aren't really that into their goal. Mm. They need to be a hundred percent um so that this is what they want to go into. Yes. And, um, course goals do change mm-hmm. and th- they do change. Mm. My goals do change
0: I many all, times. for all of us, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's why we have yearly goals. <laughs> that's right,
1: that's right. Yeah. But ultimately it's the drive and determination to succeed. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, so I will match them with someone in their chosen field. I see. And We call it mentoring. It's a very organic mentoring process. Right. So a bright young person come to me and say, I'm um, a third year old student. Um this is what I want to do. Can you can you connect me with someone to help me on my journey? Mm-hmm. I might own you what Stephen and say like yeah. this young person here. would you be willing to sit down? Mm-hmm and have a 20 minute, half an hour conversation with them about um, how you got to where you are Mm -hmm. and what is it, what's the reality of your day to day work and maybe um, suggestions For where this person might focus next. Um, And that's all that's.
0: Right, so it's quite. Yeah.
1: It's a connection. Now, what happened Mm. from then is purely up to the mentor Mm -hmm. and the young person.
0: Yeah. So, it's not a huge commitment, at least at the beginning. If no. people choose to, then that's, they can continue that's to, right. to touch base and stuff. And
1: things, that has happened. Yeah. Um, so, uh, one match, they meet weekly wow. for about six months. Mm-hmm. And another match, they meet monthly. Mm-hmm. And another be- match, they had Skype, two Skype conversations, and that was it. Right. Um, and that still be It's about yeah. creating those connections. Something that I would like to let people know about is that... There is no expectation that the mentor will find a job for Mm the young person Mm -hmm. or in any way support them to get a job Mm -hmm. and I really uh, really drum this into any young person Mm -hmm. who, who comes on the program because I think um the 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 being given the opportunity to connect with a professional what should what should this in itself the opportunity to talk to someone who's doing what you want to in mm. this person. Um, is taking time out to put into you um, but not to ask for you need to put into employment.
0: Well I love the heart behind it because for a young person that moment of working out—is this what I want to do or not? For example, it's so critical to talk to people who've been there, and, and they can give you—they can give you the reality of actually,
1: Absolutely. you know, this Absolutely. is what it's like. And I just think it's a really positive program, mm-hmm. um, and the program actually came out of the fact that. There's lots of support for young people um, who might be struggling with um, various different things. And the kids who are on the other end who are seen as the high achievers there's not much put into them right. because they don't need it so um, if, so how much further could they go mm. if they had the opportunity mm. to spend time with a mentor
0: mm. that's right well what we'll do is put some links to the website and if people are interested they'll be able to contact you and you fantastic. know find out more just to raise awareness right
1: fantastic
0: yeah um, I want to say thank you so much for taking the time to, to talk with me um, I think talking with you provides that different perspective mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is the aim of the podcast actually mm-hmm. it's to plant seeds for people yeah. that yeah. they can grow and they can have a different way of looking at things yeah. so um, I just want to thank you so much for coming on and um, really wish you all the best for the coming year in 2019 and um, yeah let's stay in touch thank and you. Um, I'll watch with curiosity and if you do get any law students or anyone feel thank free to sir. send them my way <laughs> Thank
1: you, Simon.
0: Well, I hope you were inspired, challenged, encouraged by that interview with Carrie. I think what she's doing is amazing work with Carabiner, and I encourage you to check them out. There'll be some links in the show notes, and as she described, it's actually not that big a commitment to make to help one of the young people that she was talking about. And I know they're doing a lot of good work up in Auckland as well, so some of you listening there can check them out too. As usual, the final plea would be to check out some of the earlier episodes, tell some of your friends about this podcast if you enjoy it, and leave a rating and review in iTunes, as that helps other people to find it. We're up to 37 ratings as at the time of recording this, which is really great. Until next time!